Hello beautiful, you are listening to episode 68 of the Africana Woman podcast. Chulu is my name. I am a writer, self-branding coach, entrepreneur and mentor. This show is the home of African women's stories. We share ideas, triumphs, challenges and lessons from our perspective as women. Our library is a step to cementing our place in history. Her story, your story is powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to all the new listeners and welcome back Africana Woman family. Hey, I love you guys. <laughs> so please hit the subscribe button and visit AfricanaWoman.com to become an official Africana Woman visionary. Now you guys know Africana Woman is not just the podcast. There is a blog, there is a community, there is so much going on. Oh, there's a book club. Oh my goodness. Like you need to join the fun. So we are continuing our Caribbean special. And I had to, like I just had to invite my sister, you guys. Hey, guys, the way I love this woman, her energy, her vibe, her fashion, her hair. I even got her husband to partner for an amazing talk on men's health, like their mental health. Hmm. Can you tell, like, I'm excited? <laughs> this is none other than Dr. Renez Twisant Keshinro. Like, I know I, I, I probably said that wrong. Twisant, Twisant, okay. Okay, Twisant Keshinro. I'm sorry, girl. Okay, anyway, this episode really digs into the healing process. Now, last week, we heard that if you're faking it, you ain't going to make it, baby. <laughs> so the question now is, how do you heal? What does the healing process look like? So go ahead and enjoy this conversation. Have you ever considered dancing for mental health? Dr. Renez will be the first to tell you the powerful connection that physical movement has to your mental health as it is an expression of self and emotions. Her own personal struggles with her self-identity began as young as 13 when she migrated to the U.S. For years, she hid behind academic success, but in reality, she was unfulfilled, lonely, and had lost her identity. After getting her doctorate in chiropractic, she worked in South America for three years. It is there that she began to dance for her mental health and her journey of self-discovery began. In 2020, Dr. Renez founded Dance for Mental Health her pioneer program that invites women to heal through three pillars, identity, discover who you are, faith, affirm who you are, and community, support who you are. This hip-shaking doctor, and that's not a joke, will have you on your feet with her high energy and infectious vibe. Her promise is to help women find joy in the midst of their unhappiness. Dr. Renez currently resides in New York City with her husband of her youth, where she is also a mental health advocate and speaker. Like, I was just like trying to get to the end of that so that I could say how excited I am to have Dr. Renez on the show. Ah! Hi, sis. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for having me. We made it. We're here. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> So guys, oh my goodness, I met Rendez through um, a P2P program um, mm-hmm. that's under Patrice Washington. And I think I, I don't even know why I was checking your Insta. Like, I don't know, I think I had reached out to you and I was like, oh, let me check her Insta. And I che- went to her Instagram page and there's all these videos of dancing and this Caribbean lady is dancing the hell out of African songs. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can be friends with her. <laughs> Funny. And I remember Patrice talking so highly of you, Chulu, and I was like, I need to know her. <laughs> I need to find her because when I when I hear stories that connects with me, I immediately go on the Insta. I was like, okay, I'm gonna follow it. I'm gonna right? follow it up. So it was an instant connection, I believe. Yeah. Between us. So yeah, I'm so excited. For you. Okay, let's get started because yeah, once we start talking, like we will. I know. Anyway, it's okay. Um, so Renes, what is your favorite childhood memory? Oh my goodness. So I grew up in the Caribbean. Small, I'm giving up my country, a shameless plug of my country. I'm from a small Caribbean um, island called Dominica. It is known as the nature, nature island of the Caribbean because there's so much um, nature preserved, like other islands, like, you know, they become more um, commercialized. Um, but Dominica has a lot of greenery a lot of rivers actually we had 365 rivers waterfalls so my favorite childhood memory is going to the rivers and getting that cold bath oh my goodness and eating mangoes mangoes are my favorite <laughs> mangoes are my favorite fruit so rivers and mangoes honestly is one of my favorite childhood memories because I love nature I love being outside so yeah, I would say that, hands down. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Listen, I don't know if I've told you this before, but my mom loves mangoes and she has like a ton of trees in her house. I think I think the last time my son counted, there were like 23 mango trees just in that like, you know, one property. I, saw, I remember you posted that you posted something about mangoes and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yes, so I'm, I'm I'm ready for my visit. Okay, take me exactly. <laughs> but I need to come in the middle of mango season. You do, so that would be like yes. December. Like what? December is a good time. Yeah, perfect good time to visit for mango okay. season because we'll just be sitting and just be like this. Like the mango would just be sweating. I could eat mangoes all day. I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, but I'm going to eat it. <laughs> goodness so that is is such a beautiful childhood memory you know Mm -hmm. and it sounds like you know you spend so much time outside you spend so much time in nature and just and I just love the freedom of being a child especially when you come from what people like to call like you know third world countries or whatever but there's so much time you know out there and it's so beautiful and gorgeous and I can imagine the contrast of moving from Dominica to the States it must have been a rude shock tell us about that it was so it's so funny because I'm learning that nature is part of our wellness 
Because, you know, just being outside and growing up, like being from the Caribbean, all you hear is like, oh, I want to go overseas. I want to go to America. I want to go to America. That was a dream for everyone, including my parents. So, you know, like we're going to America. (laughs) So when I got to, well, that was the goal. But then after getting there, it was a culture shock. Because we don't, the parents don't really prepare us because since we're kids, we're just supposed to adapt, you know, we, we don't like, they didn't consider that, you know, moving out us out of our home, like our house to like an apartment that alone is a shock, not being able to be outside playing with your friends. That's a whole yes. Cause I, I never enjoyed sitting in front of TV and watching. I, I, my greatest joy was being outside. <laughs> so coming from that, it was, it was a lot to adapt, but you know, you just have to push through. And, you know, as, as, as a child, you can't complain about it. You feel, you know, different, but Hey, that's what everyone is doing. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be happy. So we just roll with the punches basically. And I just want to explain what you're talking about because, you know, our kids get to spend so much time outside, like playing with the neighbors, playing with the neighborhood kids. They have made a whole group outside. You just be like, okay, it is 8 a.m. You've had your breakfast. Goodbye. Go play. (laughs) They're back at 4 p.m., 5 p.m. for their tea or whatever. But, you know, there's just this thing of go outside and just play, you know, and you're just playing with the neighborhood kids. And, oh, that brought back so many memories for me when you said that. And, And, you know, when you're like, okay, then you go to, you know, the States and it's like, uh, security, yeah. safety, don't play with strangers. Yeah. I was actually was going to say that they were, your security is gone. Cause back home, like I grew up in a small village, so I could do whatever. I feel safe. But in America, don't go outside. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's just like, it put that fear into you. Like, Hey, this, this is the dream. This is the American dream that we like our security is gone, you know? Um, so there, I couldn't even remember situations where, I felt so unsafe in in that environment as opposed to home, you know, that was, that's my, that's why home is always, even if I have, my mom still lives there, but even if, you know, I had no family there anymore, I would still, that, that's my safe space always. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in, in your story, you talk about, you know, losing your, your self-identity, which began as young as 13. Talk mm-hmm. us through what that felt like and what that meant for you. At, like I said, at the moment, I didn't even know, like, you know, as, as a child, couldn't express myself. Um, my entire family would basically look at me as the good good girl. Like, I'm the youngest of three kids. So I was... Always a little bit advanced when it comes to my education. So everybody like, oh, and like when it comes to being um, in church and doing things in church, everyone just look up to me to do all those good things. But slowly, um, I went through some things when I was younger. I went through um, sexual abuse. That also, that is something that I kept as uh, it was a secret, you know, 
Um, so I felt like I was living like a double life, like I was living a lie. And I think that's where I really started to lose my identity. I used to be very outspoken and like, I, I love, um, being, um, on stage. Like I was part of, when I was younger, I used to do, um, pageants and and concerts I used to do all those things I used to be out there and then slowly but surely I just went I just felt I didn't know that at the time but just reflecting back on my life I was like what happened to that girl you know but I guess living that feel like feeling like I live I'm living that double life slowly and surely I just lost who I am and I tried to present myself in a way that okay, this is how everyone sees me. So that's how, that's the image I have to upkeep. So um, that's, that's, that. I think that's at 13, because I moved to the U.S. when I was 13. And then that's a whole nother cycle, a whole nother situation I had to really, um, I was a high, yeah, I basically was, I was a new, I was a new girl in, in, in middle school and, from another country with an accent. So I, again, I had to put on that image, like, okay, I got to fit in as quick as possible. So again, I continue to just lose myself in, in, in that environment. Oof, yeah. You've said a lot there. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I just want to really just go touch on is, you know, uh, the culture of, you know, kids should just adapt Mm -hmm. and, you know, not preparing your kids. I mean, it's great. You want a better life for them. And you know what you're talking about when you're saying you want a better life for them, but, you know, just preparing them will go such a long way instead of, oh, they are adapt. Oh, they're young. No, they'll be fine. No, we don't need to talk to them. (laughs) Also, they didn't know any better, you know? So I always say we can't blame our parents because they... That's so true as well. They didn't know any better. But that was the reality. That that was the reality. So one of the things that you you said was that, you know, you hid behind the success of academics, Mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times we think that... When someone is going through a thing, they're spiraling down into, you know, um, derelict behavior. I don't know, be it drugs, be it alcohol, be it whatever, you know. But then you're talking about, okay, I'm hiding my pain and, you know, all of this that I'm going through in academics. Talk Talk to us about that. Like I said, my I had to, at the time, obviously I don't feel this way, I had to keep up that image that I was a good girl, I was, you know, I was educated, I was smart. So it was instilling me is from a young age, education, you have to get your education. So that's that was my only focus. When I came to the U.S., I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get an education and, and that... And that was always my goal. How I got there wasn't wasn't a sweet story because you know um, when you're dealing with on hill on hill trauma, it's gonna manifest in different ways. Like you know, I partied, I do all, I did all those things, but eventually, I still <laughs> I still um, was able to get the degrees. 
at the end, um, it was always my goal. None of my other siblings went to college. None of my other siblings had, had got um, a degree. But I knew in other for me to be that person for my family, like I need to continue. I, need, I, I, I needed to get that degree. Oh, I didn't know that, that you were the um, first in your family. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah, in my immediate mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Most yeah. my students and I. Cool. Okay. Um, so when you got your doctorate, and I can't imagine, like I've heard people talking about the whole process of, you know, getting your doctorate and how it gets crazy, <laughs> to put it, put it lightly. You know, when you got that, you... Um, soon went to work in South America um, for three years. Um, Tell us what was happening around that time. So before I went to, I need to include Emma, before I went to South um, America, I actually spent 10 weeks in Ghana. Yes. So um, I was going to doctorate, my doctorate program. And again, I lost my inde- my identity into getting this title, getting this degree. Um, and at the end, I had one of my lowest points throughout that program. And I, I, I really did not know who I was. I could not look myself in the mirror. I had a full breakdown. And literally, sometimes we go through those things for God to reveal to us who were like remind us who we really are because that very same week I had that breakdown um my dad for the first time in my entire life I remembered picked up the phone and I said and he said I love you right and at that time I was going through a really bad relationship issues and where I had had no self-confidence, right? My, I gave my all to this person and they completely shattered my heart. And at the same time, the same week, the first man I'm supposed to love, <laughs> my, right, called me out the blue through whatever he was going through. And he told me he loved me. And that was my break at my lowest point. That was the, my my breakthrough. I don't think my dad even know. I don't think he remember that conversation. I haven't really had that conversation with him. But that was a turning point for me that you need to wake up. Like God, no matter what you're going through, God was was is always there, right? So, um, that final year of the program, I, I wanted a fresh start. I needed to get away. I really, I really needed to reconnect with myself. And I felt like I needed to go to Africa <laughs> and specifically Ghana because the, the program, my, my, my college had a program in Ghana for an externship. So you go in and you get the um, hands-on experience before you graduate. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go to Ghana. And I applied and some things happened. I almost did it. Like the, the whole thing almost crashed, um, but it all, everything, everything went through. Thankfully, last minute, I applied for a scholarship. I got it. Like everything fell into place for me to go. And 
those 10 weeks was, oh my God, so amazing. Again, I feel reconnected to who I am. Cause you talk a lot about know your roots. Like I felt like I was home. You couldn't tell me I wasn't home. And when I came back from those 10 weeks, I was like, I need, I need more of this. I, uh, I mean, America's home. You know, I have, I'm an American citizen now. I could always come back to this. Like, why am I staying here? So I came home and I was like, I'm looking for a job anywhere in the world. Literally, I was looking for a job anywhere in the world as a chiropractor. And I got a, a, a an interview for a job in Peru and literally Two days later, he calls me. He's like, oh, I want to offer you the job. I think you're amazing because you're cultural. Because, you know, if you're from a, a different country, from like a literally a third world country, I need you to come over here. If you don't speak Spanish, it's OK. We need you to learn it once you get there. But you'll have a translator. I was like, sure. I told my family and they were like, per- everybody, even till this day, like Peru. Like, what is in Peru? I was like, what's I'm going to get my life. Okay. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in Peru. I, but at the time I thought I was not necessarily running away. I thought I was getting a fresh start, but sis, let me tell you the work begun once I got there, <laughs> it wasn't no fresh start. <laughs> um, the work begun when I got to Peru. So that's how I, I ended up. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to, run away or start fresh away from the the regular hustle and bustle of this American life and working and to pay bills. I wanted something different because I was losing myself in that system. So, you know, you're talking about the work began and I talk to a lot of women who feel lost. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, they don't know how to get out of it. They know that something is wrong they don't know what exactly and they they just don't know how to get out of it you know so what was the work and you know if somebody was looking at okay i want to i want to figure i want to get my life together you know <laughs> like where do i start what is the work <laughs> Listen, you don't have to be as dramatic as I did it to go to another country. You really, you really, really don't. Um, but for me, I had a, I had, cause I'm recovering from it, right? I have, um, people pleasing syndrome. So I was pleasing everyone around me, the friends, not to say they were bad people, but I was ignoring what I needed. Um, and on top of that, once I graduated college, I had nowhere to go. So like I was free to literally do whatever I wanted. I didn't have any kids. So, you know, that was my story. Um, but the work begins when you look inwards. I thought a new location was going to change how I felt about myself. I thought a new location was going to change who I was. And that, that, that was not the case, obviously. So if you're looking to start fresh or whatever, just know that changing location, moving to another city, a new house or whatever, that's, that's not, that's part of it. It's helpful, but it starts here. Right. I was excited. Oh, I got there. I was excited. I was happy. And then a few weeks later, I was just like all the emotions, all the anxiety, all the feelings of depression all came over me. And I had to start looking within myself. I had to start listening to myself. But at that time, I was away from my norm. 
I had to break the cycle. I was away from my cycle. And that was an only thing I had was me, me and Jesus. That's what I said. It was me and Jesus. So I really started to pay attention to my thoughts, actually pray and listen from God, like hear from God, like listen to him. Cause all before that, prior to that, you hear stories of people say like, oh, yes, God told me this. And God told me, I was like, God could be talking to me. <laughs> where, where he at? He's not talking to me. That's what I used to think. Like, I used to think God is like this, this sexy voice, like, hi, my daughter. This is what, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, seriously. I was so insecure. I was so jealous of other people. And it's like, God, don't be t-. like, I go to church every day, feel like I pray, I dance, I praise and worship, you know, I do all those things. But why am I not getting the guidance? Why, why is this not leading me to green pastures? <laughs> so I really started to, how you get to the work is looking inward, just being silent being still, right? Like this, sometimes I want to throw it away, like literally throw it in the trash. <laughs> Just be still, sit in silence, listen to your thoughts, literally pay attention to the thought to your thoughts. Because the beautiful thing about um, humans, we're the only ones who could think about what we're thinking about. Like we could tap into a subconscious mind, and when I first heard the work about subconscious, I was like, what's that? Like, I, I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to quiet my thoughts. But meditation is not really quieting your thoughts. It's paying attention. It's more paying attention to it. Um, and do things that make you feel alive. And like you said, like you said in my bio, that's when I really started to dance. Because like, what else can I do? I got up every morning. I was having anxiety. I was like, I didn't know what else. I mean, I was praying. I was like, what else can I do? And I just started putting on music, all the music I learned in Ghana. Listen, that, and that's why I love Afrobeat so much. It made me feel alive again. I'm Caribbean. We have great music. We have amazing music. But I think Afrobeats is just a combination of both with, oh, it makes me feel alive. So I would literally gotta get up in the mornings before heading to, before going into work, turn on the music, turn on Afrobeats. And just dance. And I immediately felt better. So that's how, um, that's a combination of the things I do, the work that I did. And slowly but surely, it, it was, some days was hard. Some days I didn't want to do it. There were days I still had breakdown. Like, why I'm still feeling like this? Why I'm still feeling the anxiety? Why am I still insecure of who I am? And I'm still doing the work. I'm still doing the work. But the work starts in here and in here. Not out not externally. So when do you feel like, was there a moment that you felt like, oh, wow, things have changed. Like, I feel different. I, I feel like I've, I've moved past that, that insecure um, 13 year old. Do you know what I mean? I must say, I would say <laughs> I probably felt that after I came back to the U.S. because that was the real test. You know, I was away for three years. Um, 
coming back here was the real test and being around family and being around my friends and just seeing when interacting, seeing what what's different, how I respond different, how I feel different. Because you know you've changed where certain things don't trigger you anymore. When you don't have to respond to certain things, you start responding differently. So that's how I know um, the insecurity has gotten better. I can't say it's completely <laughs> washed away, but that's how I knew that um, I've grown. And growth is not something, it's not night and day. Because you might go through every day and feel like I'm not, I'm not getting better. Like I'm still in the same place. But no, it takes 1% per day. 1%. That's not a huge difference. You're not going to see a huge difference overnight. But you keep working at it. You keep pushing through. And then in a longer period of time, you do 1% every day for three, four years, then you're really going to see a a difference. Because a lot of people, when they start doing certain things, they give up so early because they don't see, they don't see any change. They don't see the progress. But trust me, keep going, keep, keep doing it. Little by little, just pick one thing that you want to work on and just keep, keep working at it every single day. Don't worry if you do one person a day. Don't worry if you you kind of backtrack a little bit. It's okay because you're still doing one percent. You're still ahead of where you started. So, yeah. Sis, you just said a whole word right there. You said growth is not night and day. I was like, mm. <laughs> and you know you have changed when you react differently and not being triggered by certain things. I was like, oh, she said a whole word right there. Okay. <laughs> so now you are helping women with yes. dancing. Tell us about why you decided to found, um, what, why you decided to found Dance for Mental Health and what has that journey been like? That journey has been long too, because (laughs) since I was in Peru, that was, wow, it's almost seven years ago I was in Peru. And when I started doing it, I still have the post on my Instagram. I I, I posted one video and I wasn't consistent posting videos, but I posted the one, the first, one of the first video I posted, I was like, man, this feels amazing. I need to share this with the world. If this is helping me, you know, just in my house, just dancing myself, I'm sure it could help other women. Um, so I started that because it was, it was what helped me. I felt that there was a need. Um, cause we, we talk about, we talk about dance for our physical, um, health, you know, there's dance classes, there's Zumba, which I absolutely love, but I wanted to be focused on a mental, like how it makes us feel mentally. So um, I got the vision whew, five years, well, six years ago, almost seven years ago. And it was last year on my 33rd birthday. I was like, oh, this is my Jesus year. I'm going to, I want to do, I want to finally step into what um, I feel like I'm called to do. By this time, I'm still practicing. I'm still a chiropractor, but I feel like there was, I was still unfulfilled. There's something more I need to be doing. So I had my first um, live dance class in New York, in New York City. And then a month later, the pandemic happened. I was like, oh, well, I guess that's it. I don't have to do it anymore. You know, I did it once. 
friends. The first class was amazing. Like, hey, I tried, you know, and right. Don't we do that? You know, we have all excuses not to, you know, do what, you know, we're called to do. So anyways, um, that's when we met around that time, around the when the pandemic started. That's when we met in Patrice's class. And one of our other coaches, Jatia, she was the one who encouraged me like, hey, do online classes like, hello, everyone is home, you know, in front of the computer, people are dealing with things, you know, you need to, you know, she encouraged me and I, and I did it. And I had, I was having dance classes online all of last year. And the response, again, it was amazing. Like women saying it's helped them with anxiety and depression and just the community, just being in a community is so helpful for our mental wellness. Yeah. So we, we, that's part of wellness being social and even thank God for um, technology. I still prefer meeting people in person, but Hey, (laughs) but thank God for um, technology. We can still have the community online. So yeah, that's how it, it started. Let me tell you guys, I have done um, one of Renez's like um, dance challenge weeks. It was so much fun. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, even if I have two left feet, I don't care. I'm just going there to be like, hey, yes, let's have some fun. And, you know, people are joining from literally all over the world and you're all just dancing and just letting yourself be free. I would strongly, strongly recommend you go check out her classes and check out her, her page. Listen, like her Instagram page, her YouTube channel. She's got another one, which is Ola.nez. Oh, so that is so much fun as well. I'm doing like shameless plugs here. Yeah, you but, are. You really are. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, such good content. Such yeah. good content. Like you're going to smile whenever like one of her tiktoks or her um reels comes up because you're just like oh ain't that the truth then you're laughing away but you know and this woman has got so much energy like i don't know where you get your energy from girl i thought i from the lord girl from the lord (laughs) girl because i'm that person who'll be in the club like that's my song you know you're trying to get out of the club and then it's like that's my song and you head back in that is me but you take you take dancing energy. I thought I had. I was like, I, thought I tell I was- people it's not about <laughs> the dance, and it's not about keeping up with um, my energy and uh, my dances. It's really about you, because I look at life as as a dance. You know, there's ups and downs. You know, it's okay to slow down and have the the slow dancing, and when you need to, you. Ah! Cause you know I could do this all day, but eventually I have to come down. Cause who child thirties <laughs> is kicking my behind, so you know I gotta slow down. <laughs> and I also look at life um, as a groove. Like dancing is a groove. Finding your groove in life. Finding what makes what makes you happy. Finding what you're good at. Like focusing on your strength. Like you know, find your groove and grooving. Like in Caribbean soca, we have we have groovy soca where it's just like you know you know you find yes. <laughs> so if you look at life as a as life as a dance, it's not always just a beat and going, 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 sometimes it's okay to slow down. It's okay. Cause when you slow down is when you find your groove. Cause we, sometimes we just do too much. 
and we can lose ourselves in doing too much. <laughs> and that's what I've done over the years. I'm trying to do too much to impress other people. I lost myself in the process. I did not know how to slow down. So that's one of the things Peru allowed me to do. It allowed me to slow down. I mean, I did do a lot of traveling, but in life and all the things I was doing and trying to be involved in all the things, it allowed me to slow down and remember who I am and get reconnected to me. So think of dancing, groove, life. So if you go into something, think about dancing. It's okay. Slow down. If if your friends and the people around you, if they're further ahead, that's fine. That's their thing. It's okay. <laughs> find your purpose, find your groove, and just think about dancing. Dancing through life. Dancing through. And, and at the end of the day, dancing brings us joy. And that's just not me saying that there's a science behind it. When we dance, when we move our body, we release this like hope. We release hope chemicals from our brain to let us know that everything is going to be fine. It reduces your stress producing hormones. So you're more relaxed. You have less anxiety and it gives you more energy to do. You're more relaxed, but then you get more energy to do things that you love, do things more enjoyable, enjoyable is the word, enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> so dance is not just for the physical. Dance just does help your, your mental wellness. And I actually created like a acronym for the word like groove. So the G you want to, I wrote it down so I won't forget. I don't want to stumble with my words. Like I actually did a few weeks ago. <laughs> so G, you want to gather information about your circumstances. If there's something that you worry about, gather the information. Because a lot of times we make up stuff that's not true. We make up, we say, oh, this is the worst case. This is the worst thing that's going to happen. Oh, my God. And it's not true. So you want to gather the information. You want to recognize your thoughts. What are you thinking about the situation? Like I said, are you thinking the worst case scenario? You know, are you thinking like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Oh, my God, this is just too much. So gather information. And then you want to observe how you feel. So you have you gather the information about the, the circumstances. You want to observe your thought about the situation. You want to now the O, the first O, you want to um, observe how you feel because your thought is going to create a feeling. If you say, oh, my God, I can't do this, then you're going to feel discouraged. You say, oh, my God. Um, um, you say, oh, my God, you know what? This, uh, if I don't do this, I'm going to die or something like that. Something because we really think some, like, you know, if I don't get this job, I'm going to be on the street tomorrow or something like that. You, it's going to create anxiety, right? So the next, oh, you want to open up to different possibility. Whatever the situation is, think of, instead of thinking about the worst case scenarios, think of something good. Open yourself up. And then you want to validate the V. You want to validate yourself. And it's something I will be honest. It's something I sometimes still struggle with getting validation from other people. Even my husband, God bless his heart. <laughs> and he always said, babe, how do you feel? How does it make you feel? Right. We want to validate ourselves. 
And I like to think that when we truly listen to ourselves, our intuition, we're listening to God because God is in, is within us. So learn how to look inward and validate yourself. And then the E is just to move, to ease, ease through life. That's actually my word for 2022. That should be the word for the rest of my life. Ease, do things with ease. You don't have to force it. Just allow, once you listen to yourself, just allow things to happen. So that's the acronym I created for the word groove. You groove through life. You dance through life. <laughs> and that's, that is so, yes. so good. So good. And my favorite is the second O. Open yourself to other possibilities. Yeah. This is like, I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the things that I'm always on a mission to do. Because, you know, when you're talking to people, they're just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do that. This will never happen. I'm like. Open yourself to other possibilities, please. Exactly. <laughs> the same way you think in the negative, you could switch it to something positive. Right. You really open. You really see, and we every we create our life. Our life we create it here first in our mind. We create what we see. So yeah. Yeah, that, that was so good. That was so good. That is such a good place for us to be winding down. Yes. And this has been such an amazing conversation. All right, Dr. Renez, let us know how we can find you, how we can get on these dance classes. Like, let the audience know where are you? What what do we need to do? <laughs> you just gave me a whole, you, you just gave the whole uh, shameless plug <laughs> a couple minutes ago. Um, but you guys can find me on Instagram. My main page is Dr. D-R dot Renez, R-E-N-N-E-S. It's D-R dot R-E-N-N-E-S. And there's connection to my website, the dance classes, to my other Instagram pages, um yeah and my tiktok as well my tiktok is the same handle so yes so you can find me that's where i play i like to play yes yes <laughs> sis this has been so good i am so grateful that we finally got to have this conversation and you were just like you were just like throwing gems out there like they're just dripping from you so it's okay <laughs> we're going to pick them up and take them to heart and enjoy them. So thank you so much thank for your you so time. much for having me. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. What did you learn? Tell me, boo. So here's the thing. I think that everyone has been hurt in a different way. Therefore, your pain is unique to you. Just like we all have different learning styles. You know, some people are visual learners, others like statistics, others are sensory learners, etc., etc., which also means that your healing journey may not look like the person next to you, you know? I think that a lot of times we see gurus, you know, gurus, influencers, experts, and teachers out there and on social media and all of that. And they are telling us that they healed in a certain way. So if you follow their exact method, then it will work for you too, right? And I think we have to be very careful to not take a 
you know, to not take up a, a copy and paste approach. So the first thing is one, acknowledging your pain that needs to be healed is a great step, right? It's the amazing first step. And then you have to follow your intuition to guide you on your healing journey. They say when a student is ready, a teacher will appear. The other thing you should know is that it's okay to have different teachers for different seasons. Oh, some people are just like, what? I've been following Papa God for the last 20 years. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you don't get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> listen, if you are not learning and graduating from a teacher, you should be worried. That means your growth is being stunted, honey. Now, you know, I remember when I was at rock bottom, and my mind was, it was overridden with crap, like, yo, who? Anyway, so at that time, I, I found Joel Osteen and I started to listen to his sermons and his messages. And he has such a powerful message on positivity and being mindful of the words that you say after I am. Now, girl, I would listen to his sermons night and day just over and over and over again. Because at the time, I needed the renewing of my mind. You get? And when I learned that lesson, I graduated to other teachers. Like, I'll tell you straight up, like, I cannot listen to Joel Osteen right now. Because what he was feeding me at the time, that was baby food. And there are other lessons that I need to learn. I needed to learn after that and to be fed that would then give me solid food. And I'm not bashing Joel Osteen. He literally saved me in that moment. He was exactly what I needed. But right now, I need something different. Now, I'm saying all this to say, I hope that you have chosen to go on your healing journey. And, you know, all of the women that I bring on the show, I hope are really just helping you to unlock things that maybe you didn't even have the vocabulary to express. So you you open yourself up to say, oh, okay, in that area, I need healing, you know? And all of them are amazing. They've got all these beautiful ways and tools that can help you on your healing journey. So if you find that you want to do dancing, amazing. If you find that you are more inclined to do poetry and journal, amazing. You know, it's not that one healing journey is more valuable than the other. It's about identifying what really works for you. Now, if you're already on your healing journey, don't be afraid to follow your intuition. Because as we say in Know Your Roots, when we're talking about obedience, it's about being obedient to your creator and he sent the Holy Spirit to be with your honey and to guide you. <laughs> so follow the guidance. It's there for you for a good reason. 
So, you know how we do. Please give people their roses right now. Go find Dr. Renez on Instagram at dr.renez and tell her you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast. I love me some Dr. Renez. Like, she dances to African music a thousand times better than I ever will. <laughs> but go get your groove on when you visit her page. <laughs> Y'all know my playground is Instagram. Find me at Chulu by Design. Tag me. Tell your friends about the Africana Woman podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, guys. Subscribe. And when you put a review, it actually really helps the podcast. Let me know what you took away from this episode. I will talk to you soon. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media.